0: guess metaphor time elephant in the room and that would be Tommy Reese interviewing with Alabama Brad your thoughts there
1: yeah I mean I I think it's you know pretty much uh, a done deal Uh, I mean I don't think you get on the the, the jet with the Alabama logo on it uh, without probably it being close to being done so Uh, But what what do I think about it? I actually think it's a good hire. I I know a lot of people don't like Tommy Reese, but uh, I I thought he did a good job uh, considering what he had from a talent aspect uh, this past season, a lot of adversity. uh, I mean, because Drew Pine's your quarterback. uh, So I thought he did a good good job. And, I mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, the greatest coach of all time at the college football level wants him to be an offense coordinator uh, for for his program. So uh, I think it's a good move for Alabama. I think it's a great move for Tommy Reese as far as his career path. I mean, keep in mind, he's still, you know, what, 30 years old. So, I mean, to be the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame and Alabama already, uh, says a lot about his, you know, not only his uh, resume, uh, but uh, also his future career path uh, is going to be promising. Uh, And probably more pertinent. uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty significant blow to to Notre Dame, uh, you know, when you consider the timing of it. Uh, could not be less ideal. it'd uh, be interesting to see who Marcus uh, is able to get. Uh, it's very late in the process. Uh, you know, spring's going to start in a month, and you know you got a new quarterback coming in. It'll be interesting to see if Sam Hartman sticks around. I mean, he had to stick around for the spring at least, but I mean, he could still transfer out uh, after the spring if he doesn't like whether the direction of, of the uh, of the coordinator. So. Uh, CJ card does he stay? I mean, that's the, the big-time recruit for Notre Dame, the, the you know the incoming quarterback for the 2024 class. So, um, not ideal. Uh, if I had, if I was a betting man, and last I checked, I am. I mean, just because the last 30 years have been ridiculously poor as a Notre Dame fan, I mean, I would just don't always assume worst-case scenario. Yeah, Hartman. <sighs>
0: Bill Reese was his connection from Wake Forest, the dad of Tommy, who now is at Notre Dame. He works at Notre Dame in their talent evaluation department, whatever they term it, whatever they call it. But, yeah, I guess here's the other thing, Brad, and I don't want to try and make too much into this, but the transfers, meaning the transfers coming in, Hartman, Jean-Baptiste, all those guys, We're scheduled to meet with the media today, and that got canceled until next week.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good indication that, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) uh, Tommy Reese is, uh, you know, likely gone. I mean, I'm actually hearing there's interest also, NFL interest in Al Golden. So, I mean, it could be a really, really uh, tough offseason once again for Marcus Freeman. He is not uh, taking the path of, uh, they're the easiest path here. And, and the unfortunate thing is that I, I don't believe the Notre Dame, uh, they, you know, whether it's Jack Swarbrick or, or it's the Boosters or whatnot, I don't think they're necessarily helping the guy out like they could. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, so I, I think that the delay in that tells you where a lot of this stuff is going. Boy, going to be
0: interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think. Tommy Reese would be a a solid hire. It would be fantastic for his resume. And, look, if he goes down there, let's say he takes Ty Simpson, who I think wins that job, if they accurately adjudicate that competition, he ought to win that job. And then that offense plays well. He could be a year out on a head coaching job.
1: Yeah, no no question about it. So, uh, I mean – if you're Tommy Reese, I mean, I know Notre Dame, you're your an alumnus. Uh, you take that job at Alabama. I mean, the coach, I mean, look at everyone that's coached under Saban the last 10, 15 years, OCDCs. I mean, it's pretty much you, you do a decent job there. You're going to be a head coach very soon.
0: wonder what Marcus Freeman's plan here is. I really usually... Brad, in these situations, you kind of have a feel for the direction they may go. I don't really have a feel at all on this
1: one. Uh, It's late in the process, so I I have no idea. I mean, young coach, uh, he dealt with probably a little bit more. I mean, because the coaching staff, here's what people forget. I mean, they think, oh, you know, nobody went with Brian Kelly to, to LSU, so everybody on staff stayed, and it wasn't the case. That was the original plan, but Mike Elston leaves. Uh, you know Mcnulty leaves for BC. Uh, you know the the, 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 the guy left for, for Louisville. He's now the head coach at, at uh, Western Michigan. Uh, so there's a lot of staff turnover more than than what's you know the the, the you know for regular college football fan knows about. So he had to make a bunch of hires that weren't expected last year. So at least he had some experience there. But uh, from from what I'm hearing, I mean, he, the, the, Tommy Reese won't be the lone staff uh, change here. I, I'm guessing that there's going to be maybe half the staff that's going to have to end up getting overhauled. And, again, we're we're talking it's February now. I mean, if you're doing this in December and early January, that's one thing. At this point, at this late stage in the game, I mean, it's a little tougher. So, uh, got his work cut out for him. Uh, Not easy. I really like Marcus. I just think uh, he's really up against it for so many, uh, a variety of reasons. And a lot of it's uh, self-inflicted on Notre Dame's part.
0: Brad Power's with us, bradpowersports.com. I saw you during the NFL games this past weekend, and it was the Buffalo 49er game. Is that right? Yeah, and you you said, if you're not betting in game here, Brock Purdy went down, then you're not betting, or you're not a better, or something. You, you tweeted out, and there for a moment, Brad, it went to five and a half. It actually went up to about eighteen and a half. That's the highest I saw. It might have gotten to twenty in game. I bet it at five and a half after you tweeted that, and that was easy. That one was easy. How high did that get, by the way, in game?
1: Oh, I mean, it, yeah, it got to at least twenty. I mean, as it before they shut it down there, uh, you know, with a few minutes left. So, I mean, it, it easily got into the twenties there. Like, uh, yeah, I, you know, and it, I just. I tweeted out, and I couldn't believe I got backlash off of it because I mean it was pretty simple. I mean, it wasn't just the quarterback going down. There was also a significant turnover when when the game went to commercial break, where it was ruled an incomplete pass, and they showed a couple of quick, you know, review replays, and uh, it was going to be obvious that the play was going to get overturned. And then when they come back from commercial break, oh, not only is the the, the you know the, the incomplete pass overturns now a fumble, and Philly's got the ball up seven nothing in midfield. But, oh, yeah, by the way, the 49ers' third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy, is hurt now. Now they got to go to a fourth-string guy. So, again, I I just thought it was the perfect opportunity to in-game live bet. And and my tweet was basically, and maybe people just did not like the tone. I don't know that you could get tone off of Twitter. I mean, you didn't hear me speak it. I typed it. Uh, Maybe they got offended by that. But it was just basically, if you're not live betting Philadelphia in the last 10 minutes, uh, I, this can't this sports betting thing isn't for you. I mean, it just isn't. I mean, it was one of those, you, you get maybe a couple of those a season, uh, you know, and we're talking that that's combined, you know, 250 plus NFL games and 800 plus college football games. I mean, it's just a one in 1,000 type of event there. And if you're not at least trying to bet Philadelphia, Uh, you know it it can be tough in those situations because not every book a lot of books are going to pull it down because there's uncertainty maybe you don't have many outs but that should have been in your thought process hey i gotta bet philadelphia right now and if it wasn't then i'll tell you what you got work to do as a sports better i'll put it that way brett how did you bet it multiple
0: times in game or do you use just, just take the first best number and bet it there
1: Yeah, no, I I bet it multiple times, different ways, you know, Philadelphia money line, Philadelphia, you know, point spread, anything under 10 at that point, uh, I I was betting. Uh, And then it was, you know, at that point then it was pretty much done. I mean, you don't want to overextend yourself, and I've done that in the past, you know, keep betting and betting and betting. uh, You know, all of a sudden something happens differently, uh, and and you go from a very positive expectation to to maybe – yeah, you're trying to – you're getting a little greedy. But, yeah, I, I bet it three, four different times in that, in that period uh, on the Eagles. Okay. So, right after that, I've
0: got that W in my pocket, and I don't bet much. I just – I don't think about it. But but I was all excited about that. Turned around, and I took the Bengals plus – what were they getting? Two? Was it one and a half, two, somewhere in there?
1: Yeah, one and a half, two. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I could tell, even though it was, there was a possibility there, but I could tell I was in trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in the fourth quarter you were, you know, you had some confidence. Uh, but, right. you know, it, it was a tough start there. But, I mean, you could have another in-game live betting event there. I mean, you, Bengals got as high as like 12-and-a-half there. Uh, I, I was on the Kansas City side, but I I thought there was opportunities for Kansas City to put the game away, uh, and they didn't. So uh, I I was actually pre-flop. I was on Kansas City. I had Kansas City exposure, meaning, you know, prior to the game. But I I like KC. In-game, probably start late second quarter through the third quarter, I was in-game live betting uh, the Bengals.
0: And it was pretty
1: much – and numbers were anything from like six and a half, plus six and a half greater. So that one ended up being a winner for me as well.
0: Right. Wow. So, so, yeah, you said that thing got as high as – cincinnati getting 12 in game
1: yeah 12 and a half is the highest I wow
0: saw. Yep. see i didn't notice that um but that's see that's even different because you you had kansas city before kickoff but then in game you saw a trend that's not really middling though right that's not the same as middling is it
1: well yeah i mean i i ended up middling and yeah. uh You know, won both bets, but, you know, I I wasn't middling. You know, information changed as far as I was concerned. So I didn't go into the game, oh, I'm going to middle this because I have such a great position, you know, on Kansas City. It was more of, you know, what was happening in that game also. Look, why are we talking live betting? Uh, Well, I mean, they're the only games that we're on as far as football, so it's easy to do that. You can, it's easier to bet on these games. That's high profile. And then Kansas City was also dealing with injuries. I mean, multiple guys are going down for them. So another trade that Yeah, Brad, you said you weren't doing basketball until March.
0: Well, I did basketball the other night, took Tennessee plus one and a half in Florida. That didn't turn out well either. That was <laughs> not a good move. Not at all. Alright, more Brad when we come back. That's why you listen to Brad and not me about the gambling stuff. I'm the Nashville Hotel. <laughs> It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by father time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM.
2: King is the king of college football and his sample size is large. Just ask him.
0: Brad with us, Brad Sports.com. Kirkland down in Macon, Georgia wants to know your thoughts if Alabama does hire Todd Grantham as their defensive coordinator, which may happen.
1: Yeah, that one I, I'm, I wouldn't be a uh... High about it as Tommy Reese, I'll put it that way. Uh, obviously, you still have Nick Saban's forties on the defense side of the ball, but you know, Todd Grantham. I mean, obviously, you know, at Florida, his last job, I mean, was just you know looked like the game had passed him by. I just put it to put it mildly there. So, uh, I mean, uh, you know, a little bit different system, uh, obviously, and very experienced. But again, I mean you go back to that last stop and I mean that Florida defense was historically bad as far as Florida's, you know, past history. Uh, so it, it, I, I wouldn't be a big fan of it. I'll put it that way.
0: Also, he brought up Stetson Bennett, obviously this past weekend, early Sunday, actually not early Sunday morning. If if you 6 a.m., the sun's about to come up, but anyways, gets arrested for public intoxication does that hurt him as far as NFL scouts are concerned? I really don't think so because I don't think they think he's much of a prospect, but you may you may differ with that.
1: Well yeah, I mean he's not a first round pick, he's not a second round pick, he's not a third round pick. What what he probably hurt is his chances of maybe being a third or fourth rounder. I mean now I mean he goes from probably third fourth round at the very best, being very optimistic to now. I mean, I could, you know, 6th, 7th, maybe undrafted. I mean, that, that that's what he did there. I mean, it's not going to be a significant amount of lost money, but as far as uh, – he he's borderline draftable at this point with that going on. I mean, I, you know, if you talk to the NFL scouts, I mean, they would have liked to at least seen him show up for the Senior Bowl. He probably hurt his chances there. And then, you know, instead of showing up the Senior Bowl, he's showing up uh, at, you know, 6 in the morning. It's not like getting arrested at 2, 6 is a problem uh, so um, you know he'll never have to buy another steak dinner in the state of georgia and, and that's very positive for stetson bennett uh stetson bennett future nfl quarterback i have significant doubts yeah it's he's he's
0: training over there in fort worth and apparently he was out and i don't know the whole story and who knows? But – but and, and that video, that's Baker Mayfield. There's still some people that think that's actually Stetson Bennett getting tackled. That's the Baker Mayfield video that people are regurgitating to make it look like they have the most re- – the only video I saw was him coming out of the jail when they released him. But, yeah, that that's a tough break there and unfortunate for him. And, and 6 a.m. in the morning knocking on doors, I'm not sure what was going on
1: there, Brad. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> – yeah, I'm not sure either. Especially in today's day and age. I mean, when you can get an Uber uh, and, you know, who's around you? I mean, you got to, like, where are your, like, friends at that can lead you? I mean, because if you drank before, we've all been there, and we've all been in our 20s. Uh, and, and probably, you know, and, and maybe thankfully social media wasn't around at that point. For, for, for me, it was just getting started. It wasn't the immediacy 24-7. But, uh, you know, when you're in that type of situation, you would hope to be around some people that care about you and, and try to lead you in the right direction and maybe prevent you from, from the, you know, embarrassing yourself that much more.
0: Brad Powers with us, Brad Powers Sports. Brad, are you absorbing some basketball in anticipation for March?
1: Yeah, a little bit, but not too much. I mean, believe it or not, I I should next week have my first set of football power ratings for next year already. So I've still been working on football. So, uh, yeah, because – and people are going to wonder, well, why? You should be studying college basketball. Well, I mean, I'm here to tell you the – the conference tournaments and March Madness are—it's almost like a completely different sport, it's different, entirely different handicapping process. The public all of a sudden gets overwhelmingly involved, so it can become very basic, contrarian, uh, very basic systems as far as fading teams with short benches playing a third consecutive day, and, and you know, the, in the conference tournament, just very basic stuff that doesn't—you know, you know rely on me to, to have to know the, the exact starting five on this team or how they do, you know, the shooting from behind the arc in, in this particular against a 2-3 a zone defense. No, none of that's uh, going to be pertinent to that. So I, I haven't jumped in entirely to that. I've still been still working on football. Jeff, too. Brad, is there any untapped or
0: less detailed area in sports betting that, Brad, you don't gamble, but there should be great value, like the WNBA or
1: MLS or cricket, et cetera? Well, I mean, there's you know value in any of those sports. I mean, uh, if you're willing to take the time uh, and just dive into it, I, I mean, working on it 20 minutes a day or, or listening to one person, you know, to say, you know, how great they are in, in that individual sport, I, I don't know if that's the, the pathway to success, but you personally – and if you have the time and you want to spend a few hours a day and really get after it, then, of course, some of those niche markets, you're going to have opportunities to, to make some money. Uh, you know, it's just the, the question is, if you show a tendency to be really sharp, you'll get banned quickly. And it's not like in a lot of those uh, niche sports, you're able to get a significant amount of money down to begin with. So I just don't have an interest in it personally. Uh, I don't follow the sports, never have. I don't like soccer. Uh, you know, WNBA doesn't strike me too much. So, but there's value in those sports, to say the least. I mean, I, I've said this time and time again. I mean, of the like sort of major sports, you know, basketball, football, baseball type. I mean, if there's one that you want to do and make some money, it's college basketball. It's in the months of November and December when the whole world's still worried about football, and you focus on those little small conferences. Though that if you are just you want to make money and you want to do it yourself and you want to handicap uh, that would be the most profitable best return on your investment college basketball small conferences you know the first half of the season
0: you brought this you touched on it earlier you got to have the want to to dive into it the problem with that is, You can't get the average dude to want to care about that level of basketball. They just can't make themselves do it, right? They can't concentrate on it. They can't study it. And I get it. I I would have trouble with that, too. I wouldn't be able to – if I just sat there and said, okay, what's your best in November where we're in the last three to four weeks of college football, and I'm going to sit down and dive into small college basketball. I just couldn't do it.
1: I can't do it in my opinion, personally, but it's there. The opportunity and the reason it is, that, yeah. yeah it's, it's, and that's why, hence, that's why there's value in it. Nobody wants to do it. So uh, there you go. And you know, why do I do, why am I still working on football? Because even a majority of people that that, that bet are not going to be ready for college football. When these season win totals come out in May, I will be ready. Uh, and that's why I'll be betting. And that's why, you know, I'm not guaranteeing that I, you know, have as good of a season as I did this past year. But, I mean, I bet almost every single team their season went to and was at 65-plus percent. I mean, but I'm ready for it. So, and I, you know, that's why I'm working on it now. But I can understand why people aren't, you know, I, I was diving into Bowling Green's roster because they started spring practice on, on Monday. I get from majority of the people that even like college football, that's still not going to be their fancy late uh, January, early, early February, studying the roster for the Bowling Green Falcons. Now, I'll give you one,
0: and this goes under the category of what Jeff, Two was just talking about. That's college baseball. Johnny Vegas last year down on the coast bet Tennessee in every SEC series, and he only lost one. I think he was 12 or 13. He just kept doing it. And I think there's availability there. There's there's possibilities there. I don't think college baseball is probably well uh, vetted from the gambling pros out there, right? I, I, I think there's opportunity there. There may be some people want to get in. I know you wouldn't want to, Brad, but I would say there's opportunity there if you're a college baseball fan.
1: Absolutely. Great opportunity. You know, I so, mean uh, – and- yeah, again, and it's perfect because, look, for a lot of people who are starting off, I mean, they're not interested in betting several thousand a game. They're looking to get down a few hundred a game. And, you know, in those type of niche markets, that's maybe all, all you can get down in, in some of those uh, circumstances, so uh, at least until you get to the College World Series. But, uh, yeah, I, there's there's opportunities out there. It's just, you know, everybody wants to. You know, everyone asks me about same-game parlays. No value there. It's a big-time loser. Everyone talks about, you know, betting the NFL, the NBA, and whatnot. And the reality is focus on the niche sports, uh, you know, focus on the college sports. Uh, That's what I would do if you're just in the business of making money.
0: Tennessee Shanky. Ask Brad, is there any Super Bowl props that he likes right now? And also part two, thoughts on Super Bowl
1: squares. Uh, not much money on Super Bowl squares. Uh, <laughs> that's more of a, you know, fun niche thing that, uh, and niche not profitable, but, you know, just a fun thing that you do. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a prop that I bet already. Uh, I, I, instead of just, you know, naming a listing on that, I, what I'd rather do is just give you uh, some guidelines, and this will be good for this year's Super Bowl, it'll be good for next year's Super Bowl. So generally speaking, this is how you should handle prop betting. Super Bowl. If you, a lot of people like to bet overs, like Patrick Mahomes over passing yards. Uh, I'll, I'll, very basic. Uh, you can bet overs if you're going to do it. You better do it this weekend. Don't wait until next weekend to do it. So you're betting overs early in the process because before the public gets involved next weekend, as far as Super Bowl weekend. So overs early. But if you want to fade the public, you're going to bet unders on a lot of the props: receiving yards, rushing yards, passing yards, and whatnot. You'll bet under next weekend because you know those lines. You know Patrick Mahomes' passing yardage prop will probably move at least 15, 20 yards, so you'll have an opportunity for a middle there if you're betting over early, under late. So that's a guideline. Another guideline is, and it's not going to sound fun, but you know the pros attack props way differently than the joes. And one of the another reasons they attack it differently is. There's more value on the no. No, there will not be a defensive special teams touchdown. No, there won't be a safety. Uh, you know, the public wants to bet yes on that because they want to bet a little to win a lot. It's entirely different for the pros. You're, you're getting discounts on some of those props where you know the uh, no say no there won't be a safety should be minus 1400 and you can find maybe minus 800 out there, meaning you got to bet 800 dollars to win 100. But when it should be, you should be betting 1400 to win 100, that's a heck of a lot of value there. So you're going to look for that and to get those discounts. And then finally, just avoid the needle in the haystack type stuff. You know, who's going to score first and all this other stuff that, that, again, that people, generally speaking, want to bet a little to win a lot, the the lottery system where there's just not much value in that.
0: That's very good information right there, y'all. I wouldn't even have thought of that. So overs early, unders late. In general. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Now, now, what about just the spread? The Eagles are favored by a point and a half. Is
1: that correct? Yep. Point and a half. Early money came in on Philadelphia. Some of the very early numbers had Kansas City a slight favorite. I, I'm a good. I, what I have become exceptional at. Uh, and look, I'm not a big Eagle guy. I'm in fact, I'm a pretty big self-deprecating guy. What I, I'm pretty good at, though, is reading the tea leaves on the market, whether it's college football or the NFL. I expect Kansas City money to show. I expect this line to close, maybe pick them. So uh, if you want to bet Kansas City, I'm not saying it's going to move this weekend, but I do expect it to move before kickoff, obviously. And it'll probably be late, you know, middle of next week uh, where we'll start to see more and more Kansas City money. But I, I do expect Kansas City money to show here. Um, and the line, in my opinion, is going to close pick. reason being, I mean, I think the Kansas City injury report's going to get better as we get closer to the game. So th- that'll be a big reason for that. My bet that I made right when it got posted, I bet the under. I bet under 51. Uh, so that that would be my preference right now. Not You know, not my – again, we're talking the Super Bowl. I mean, the number's not going to be off that much, but that was my favorite bet, at least initial gut instinct. Who's the better team on paper? Uh, Philadelphia is a better team, better roster, deeper roster. Uh, you know, I, I think they're better at the line of scrimmage. But, uh, obviously, you know, this is a a, a head coach, quarterback-driven sport. And, you know, Andy Reid, you know, he's got a lot more experience uh, in, in this type of situation than Philadelphia's coach Sirianni. And Patrick Mahomes is, you know, the best quarterback in football. He, even if he's less than 100%, he's still better than Jalen Hurts. So, uh, better roster Philadelphia, better head coaching, quarterback combo Kansas City.
0: Where would you have – did I ask you this? I think I did last week, but Joe Burrow's got to be some of the top three, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is number two. Uh, and, you know, had he beaten Patrick Mahomes for a fourth consecutive time in a two-year period, I mean, you could have made a case that he might be number one. But, I, I mean, if I'm stack ranking him, it's Mahomes one, Burrow two. Not trying to be rude, but where's dwayne Haskins these days? Is he on somebody's
0: roster i think
1: <laughs> i I know that off the top of my head <laughs>
0: i don't I do not know that i I proudly com i don't i don't now again dwayne Haskins had a good career. I'm not trying to go back in college career i should say I'm not trying to retroactively go back and be mean
1: about this but but you know what i mean I j- didn't, look at the outcome no, though. This is going to sound callous, but if memory serves, I think Dwayne Haskins didn't he pass away still now that I'm thinking about it.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, you're right. Anyway, Brad, we're going to get you back here in a second, and we're going to get you to update how people could get all your info. All right? Coming right back. Brad Powers, Brad Powers Sports.com, Omni National. <laughs> Tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin.
2: A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldWideGolfShops.com and reserve your
0: free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee.
2: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, the needle in the haystack. 4 out of 5 employers who
0: post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire, and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com/free. That's ziprecruiter.com/free. ziprecruiter.com/free.
2: Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravaya. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
0: This is the Greg Fogue and John
2: Burton Show. The the yeah, they're going to make it. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't the first think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I do think they well, they'll make it but lose the attitude pretty, that these people well, go have. Go ahead now. there, rah-rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so okay. what are hey, we saying? No, no, we 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 <laughs> let me ask you. Greg Fogue and News Channel Vibes John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio while working he eats kale and pets a cat bill king is a multitasker
0: Brad Powers with us, Brad Different angle on the Super Bowl here for Brad. Says this may not be a factor on the line, but when looking at the Super Bowl, would you not err on the side of Kansas City simply because Andy Reid has a little extra juice to beat his former team that fired him?
1: Uh, I'm not big on motivation. As far as the Super Bowl, I mean, you can't get motivated for the Super Bowl. I mean, you're in the wrong business. So, I mean, certainly he should be motivated to win, but, I mean, it shouldn't be because he wants to beat Philadelphia. It should be just because it's the Super Bowl. Who wouldn't want to win that? So it it would not impact my handicapping or thought process. But what would is, is obviously Andy Reid's experience level. You know, having been there, done that, the media circus that is the Super Bowl, it can be tough for, for, for coaches the first go around.
0: Yeah. Andy, I don't know that Andy Reid's wired like that either. Um, Good point. I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I wouldn't know. But where where does he rank? You can go modern history or you can spread it out further if you want, just as far as head coaches are concerned.
1: Well, I mean, you'd like to see him get, you know, multiple prize Super Bowls. Considering he's been that ten AFC and NFC Championship games, he's been favored in nine of those ten AFC and NFC Championship games, and so far only has one Super Bowl. So, I mean, statistically speaking, he probably should have three or four Super Bowl victories, and that was the case then. You'd put him, you know, clearly behind Belichick in modern history, last quarter century. I, I still think. I mean, if he can win next Sunday. I, I still would put him number two, uh, at least in the last 20, 25 years, NFL coaches. So, um, you know, as good of an offensive mind as we've seen at the NFL level, uh, just, you know, has struggled in some of the big moments. But the consistency to get there uh, at two different franchises, uh, you know, says that Andy Reid's, a, you know, a Hall of Famer, to say the least.
0: He's not flamboyant, you know. He, He's not a – Media hog, right? I mean, he's not always wanting to. I mean, he's very gracious, but but he's he doesn't fit all the characteristics that you think of when you think about flashy head coaches. But the dude is a brilliant offensive mind for
1: sure. No question. I mean, you see. I mean, it helps when you got Mahomes as quarterback. But I mean, he also went to five NFC Championship games with Donovan McNabb. Good quarterback. Now, you know, not going to go down as a great NFL quarterback. So, uh, you, you, I mean, his play calling jumps off. I mean, it just, you see, you know, different formations and stuff that you just don't see pretty much anywhere else, college or NFL.
0: Brad, we're going to let you out the door. Tell everybody how they can get your info.
1: Bradpowersports.com. Click on the Bill King tab, top of the page. Download past issues my newsletter. I'm not going to be doing the newsletter this upcoming season, but I'm going to be offering some different stuff, uh, so make sure – You're checking out BradPowerSports.com. Click on the Bill King tab at the top of the page. Good stuff, man. See you next week. All right. Take care, Bill. Good stuff.
0: Brad's always fantastic. Market, I've got it on here in front of me, is down, down about 65. It was down about 200 points, and it may, may try and turn green here. Yesterday was a ripping, roaring day. And I'll tell you what I was looking at. I was looking at Tesla. I was looking at coin. That's C-O-I-N. Tesla, coin, and was there something? I think those were the two. Well, and I'm always looking at SPY and SPX. I'm always, I'm always looking at those. But yeah, Tesla was roaring yesterday. If you played coin, All the, and I'm talking about options now. You could have made hundreds of thousands of dollars yesterday. Now, again, that takes some guts (laughs) to get in there. (laughs) But I've been watching and playing with coin here for, on and off for several years. But but last three weeks or so, it has been ripping, man. And, uh. It's it's approaching. Well, it got into the 80s actually. I think it got close to 90 yesterday. Actually, it might have gotten higher. I don't I don't remember but but that's one. If you want to get around you want to play a little bit. You got some John Daly's pizza spare change in your pocket. I'd be looking at that one a little bit. Maybe maybe get it on a pullback of some sort, but that's one I would be playing with if you're so inclined. Fast-moving week. Man, what happened? What in the bleep happened with this week? Went so fast. College baseball, y'all, in two weeks, starting at 2 o'clock, with the Vandy boys playing TCU. That's two weeks. And, by the way, the mothership, WNSR, carries Vandy baseball, in case you're interested. Yeah, carries it and absolutely love it listening to it i watch the games on tv if i can get them on the radio i'll pull them up there too and back to that question i believe jeff too brought it up earlier are there any hidden gems that's one of them if you've got an app where you could get college baseball bets now you better know a little bit what you're doing there you better know what teams have the ability to win or how you're going to bet them but if Remember, it was Johnny Vegas last week, last year just said, I'm just going to stick with Tennessee and see how it goes. And he won every one but one, and that was the Kentucky Series. Every one but the Kentucky Series. So, wow. Here's what we'll do, though. We'll get the break and give you one more segment. Kevin Hagan back with us today. Good stuff. If you didn't get to hear Kevin earlier, he just put on a uh, private message board. If you're a Bama fan and you listen to that, Make sure there are no sharp objects around you. Yeah. It wasn't an overwhelming endorsement of the way he sees things going right now at Alabama. That's a brief Cliff Notes explanation of how that interview went with him. He was awesome as always. Just giving you the way he sees it. Omni Nashville Hotel.